Hey everybody, welcome to Narrative Live. I'm really excited to welcome Laura Goldman to the show. Shalane was talking to the press after her father died. Then she moved to America and that's where we were told she met Jeffrey Epstein. I think she met him earlier, but not really. Uh, I, you know, uh, if you, anybody who was anybody, Robert Maxwell met. Mm. And he had a really great party when he was coming over to America on a beautiful boat, his boat, the Lady Jelaine, mm. uh, um, uh, when he bought the, uh, was what he buy, the New the York Daily, Daily News? Daily, Daily News, right, I think, yes, yeah. Right, so he already knew a lot of people, and, and Jeffrey could have been in that circle or whatever, but it, their relationship didn't really click until um, she was in the United States. So the... The story, as I was told by Ari ben Menashe, who was Maxwell's supposed handler uh, when he worked for the Mossad, um, uh, he is a consultant now, he works for a variety of different people. Uh, I, I went up to Montreal and I was the first person to report that I could confirm that Epstein was in fact an agent for Israeli military intelligence and Jelaine as well. Was she part of the business too? Was she involved in what you were doing over there? No, no, no. But later on, yeah. she got involved with Israeli intelligence together with him. Right. right. But not in this arms deal, in Iran or business. Would you say she was uh, an, an agent as well? Was she uh, yes, someone yes. working for oh, Israeli oh, intelligence? Oh, definitely. Military intelligence as well? Yes. Uh, and so um, they found a niche for themselves, blackmailing mm -hmm. American and other uh, political figures. So Maxwell introduces you. He says to you, here's this guy Jeffrey Epstein who I know from, just know from around. Mm -hmm. And your Israeli bosses have approved him. Oh, okay. Already approved him. So it came down from up above. Miss Maxwell. Shalane, yeah. Fell for him. She wanted to, I don't know where her obsession to marry Jeffrey came from, but it was very early on. So I don't know that story, but it doesn't surprise me. Was he involved in Iran-Contra? If there was money to be made, Maxwell was there. We're in New York City. It's the 90s. There's a lot of money sloshing around. Jelaine is hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein. She's also hanging out with Donald Trump. Uh, they're having a good time together. Tell us a little bit about what you know about that relationship. First of all, Jelaine is fun, okay? She's a nice person. All the Maxwells are nice people, okay? I, I know it doesn't seem like she's nice and you hear all these horrible stories, but at that time, you would have been hard-pressed to find anyone who didn't like her, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, I mean, obviously nobody knew these things that she was doing, and, you know, some of them are inexcusable and threatening people and, you know, physically touching people, you know, if true, you know, all these things aren't, aren't terrible. But she was a lot of fun then. She didn't really work. Her her job was to go out at night and uh, recruit and do and whatever. But it was really to recruit a network, not a not a network of gir girls, a network of interesting people. Um, Let me stop you there. So uh, you say that that was her job. She, there was a job given to her by uh, Epstein, or a job given to her, her by the Her job Israelis. was to make yes. 
okay, Epstein uh, was supporting her. First, she had a small apartment. Then he got her a, a house. And her job was to expand his level of influence. What the means, what the purpose was, we now know at the time, it seemed kind of uh, nebulous. And it seemed, you know, it didn't seem like it, it seemed harmless. Okay, obviously it wasn't. Mm -hmm. Was he uh, wealthy then? Uh, was it the money from her? It, no, she had, she only had, she had a very you know maybe a hundred thousand dollar trust fund. Okay. No, he had money then, and you know Steve Hoffenberg says that some of it came from him. You know some of it came from Wexner. So, you know even before Wexner, he was doing some kind of deals. You know some people say he was a bounty hunter. I called him the repo man. Uh, you know, like he, he would get things back for people, right. um, for you know, uh, and dictators yeah. and whomever and countries, right? You know, you know, small little countries, people uh, like uh, Marcos, know. in fact, people like that, like right? The, yeah, yeah. People. So I thought he was a repo man. I didn't. I never knew he was in finance until people told me he was in finance, mm -hmm. and I did didn't. try. Right. Okay. And I, so I never thought he was because I did ask him once I found out that he was, you know, what stocks do you like? What, you know, whatever. And he had no answers. <laughs> so I'm not sure he ever was. And he never made any incredible investments. A lot of the hedge funds that he ended up investing in, uh, uh, he sued like the Bear Stearns uh, mortgage and et cetera. Right, he worked for Bear Stearns yeah. as well. So tell yeah. me a little bit uh, your impressions of him. I didn't realize you had spent so much time with him. No, no, I didn't spend that much time with him. I didn't. I would see him. Mm -hmm. I wasn't his type. Yeah. First of all, I ask a lot of questions. Okay, that's my personality. <laughs> uh, 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 you know, and I'm very emphatic. Okay, and so I would ask him questions, and he didn't like to answer. And he would kind of look at you and look behind you at the at some girl's uh, uh, rear end. Uh, you know, he, right. he was always on the hunt. Mm. Um, I, 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 I didn't know why Jelaine was convinced he would marry her. She kept thinking, if I do one more thing, he'll marry me. She, her, she was convinced that he was the guy for her. You're making she said, it everybody sound, else is boring. You're making it sound so, like she's the one who was, you know, she was just so infatuated and so in love with him. That she yeah, had she no other, that was the reason? That's the whole driving force behind all these years of being, uh, you know, his, his networker, as you put it? Listen, she wanted to marry him. She loved him, okay? Mm -hmm. Why did she stay all those years? Okay, you can say that she stayed because she was a spy, which is your theory. Mm -hmm. You can say she stayed because she was well compensated, whatever. I am telling you that she couldn't give up on the dream of marrying Jeffrey Epstein. She didn't care how much he humiliated her with all those young girls, okay? She thought that he would grow out of it. She thought that it was like her parents' marriage where Robert Maxwell stayed with Elizabeth Maxwell but apparently cheated on her often. Mm -hmm. um, she thought that's how aristocrats lived. Hmm. You know, she you know, you know, she didn't understand in America we didn't do that. <laughs> the British, the British can do that sometimes. Um, yes. So yes. it's not us, not us, not in America. So this is interesting. Well, you're Canadian, but I meant, you know, yes. Israeli, but whatever. I've got a bunch of different uh, nationalities, so I can claim to be whichever one uh, fits my purposes. And right now I'm not British, yeah. so it's okay. Um, no, no, but, I just meant, no, I just meant, you know. 
I'm just joking. So the interesting thing for me is that you think she just did all this. She was she net recruited all these women for his pleasure. He was felt humiliated. You said she felt humiliated during. Oh, she knew. I mean, her friends, okay, would try to say to her, "Look, you know, it, none of us knew these girls were so young, okay." But we would say, "Look, what is this?" I mean, you know, and and she would say, "Don't worry, I'm his." You know, he will always come back to me. Mm. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, you know, it's not how is something I couldn't imagine. But she did. She would drop everything. She'd be out with you, and Jeffrey would say he was sick, and she'd run and get chicken soup for him. Mm. You know, mm. or whatever. You know, like. Did he love her? I think, uh, for many years, I don't know about at the end. He loved her as much as he could love anyone. Was he a, was he selfish? Was he just self interested? Was he a psychopath? What, like what would you say in terms of self interest level was? Well, now that I see what he all the harm he's done, mm -hmm. I have to say he was probably a sociopath. At the time, I just thought he was insecure and um, thought that he could. Uh, that he that um, he, he needed to humiliate other people to make himself feel better. Mm. Mm, so I guess you know. You, have do you watch Billions? I do. I do know the show. I don't watch uh, okay. it that often, but I okay. know. Okay. Okay. So you put him as Axe on steroids, mm. and but Axe at least has some level of security in in him. Jeffrey had none. He also was always con uh, insecure. It's so interesting because actually be Ari Benmanashi said the same thing to me, but he didn't say it to me in the same way. But he said to me that when he thinks about why uh, Jeffrey Epstein did all these things, he did it because he wanted to feel powerful, that he felt completely powerless okay. without all that stuff. Yes. Which it sounds like, you know, it's a similar kind of sentiment that he... Yes, yes, yes. That's no, even better. That's a better way of saying it than me, uh, than there, I did. There are two sides of the same coin, because I think what you're saying is that he was insecure. And I think people look at this guy and would think, how could this guy be insecure? He's a multi-billionaire. He's obviously very smart. He's got homes. He's got jets. He's got access to all these people. How could someone like that be insecure? And I guess oftentimes... People like that are insecure. Jelaine was the same way. And I know people see her as confident and as this and as that. She wasn't. She was a bundle of nerves. All the Maxwells are. The, the president, Donald Trump, landed up in the situation, presumably, if the allegations in court were true, with a 13-year-old and Jeffrey Epstein. And that case was you know, famously dropped by the, the, the accuser. Do you believe it? Do you believe that's what happened? I, nothing would surprise me. 13 seems a little young, mm -hmm. but nothing would surprise me. I, 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 um, I mean, all these girls were too young. Mm -hmm. I mean, Virginia was what, six, 17 or six, you know. Yeah, 16, I think. You, you say that Jelaine is insecure and she's a nice person, but also a I human trafficker. No, no. I, the person I knew was nice. The person who abused these women and, and recruited young girls, that's not a nice person. 
but the person I knew at that time was nice. Nice people don't recruit underage girls. No, okay? no, they don't. But, so that, okay. That's where it gets very but, tricky for people. I think even but, some people I, might have sympathy. But I didn't know her people. that way, and nobody else knew her that way until the arrest. Mm -hmm. And at the arrest, I had a fight with Isabel and her about it. Like, what the hell is going on here? How could you have done this? You know how I feel about these issues. But I'm saying, until that happened, nobody knew. And nobody knew the extent of it because there was a plea deal. So it was completely quiet. There was no sense of this from your perspective. Okay, none. And let me tell you something. What people don't understand is, in 2008, there was no South Beach. Mm -hmm. No South Beach, okay? So all the wild and crazy stuff was going on in Palm Beach behind gated houses. Mm -hmm. Okay, there was no way to know that. Everyone needs their day in court, which it doesn't seem like anyone's going to get in this case. Tell no. me a little, because right okay. now the situation is for everyone to just be caught up. The, the cases have mostly been shut down in the United States per se. In the Virgin Isles, which is a territory of the United States, there is a prosecution going on. And that's going on against the current executives of the state, Daryl Indyke and uh, Mr. Khan. Now those two people, were involved in a lot of Jeffrey Epstein's stuff, all his illegal crimes, his companies, the ones where he, uh, you know, he had a company that uh, created DNA or was genetically tracking DNA. He had another company that was piloting all these young girls around the world, basically a human trafficking plane that was called Lolita Express. All these things were illegal enterprises. And the U.S. Virgin Isles Attorney General, Denise George, is prosecuting these two gentlemen. No, she's not prosecuting him. She She's holding up the. Dis uh, I don't think she is. She's threatening. She's just. Yeah, she said. She she's, said she would. She's. Yeah. She's holding up the distribution of the estate. Mm -hmm. But last week, seventeen of the girls of the victims started negotiating. Ah. Okay. One of the holdups is the estate has insisted that all the co-conspirators, which includes Jelaine and includes. Uh, not you know Sarah and all those other people uh, be exempt that if you get money from the estate you can't sue them. Now she says that's not fair, but I think you're going to find that the law is going to go once again to the estate because otherwise they can't pay out any money. And the reason is they get the money from the estate, then they sue Jelaine, and Jelaine sues the estate. Right. So ha when it's going to be, it'll be a cat chasing a tail. Now, it's a terrible system. Or, and and I, as I said earlier in the show, if you want to get justice, go to our house. And if you want to get screwed, go to the courthouse. Mm. But get, you know, these girls should get money. They deserve it. They deserve it to rebuild their lives, to get psychiatric care for the damage to their reputations, their loss of the those critical years for them, education. But... You know, thinking that the, the, the justice is getting Jelaine in jail or Prince Andrew in jail and not taking the money now and moving on doesn't make sense. But it's still, she is a trafficker uh, of these young girls. She was involved in this, in, this, in this networking operation. Surely she should be, if, if there was any sort of fairness to the world, she should be behind bars. But she won't be. She was granted immunity in 08. Mm -hmm. 
So coulda, woulda, you know, I understand. Look, I was on the phone with a CNN reporter, and she hung up on me when I said Jelaine's not going to jail. Jelaine has told me repeatedly she's going to be fine. She should go to jail. Where's the justice then? Because let's say she said her. But lots of people don't go to jail. Where is R. Kelly? He didn't he just end up in jail? I mean, you know, my point being, uh, 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 the justice system isn't about retribution. Okay, it's not fair to to poor people. It's. Uh, it treats rich people or connected people differently. Let is that right? No. Okay. No. But that's the system. But there okay? are people. And there are people. Let me disrupt you there. There are people in the system who let Jeffrey and Jelaine get away with it. And yes, I don't know. Yes, and they should be prosecuted. Well, who are yes. those people? Who are those people? Okay. Where is it? Where? Okay. Okay. Uh, and let me just say something. I agree. I, nothing would make me happier than seeing all these people in jail. But I learned when I said bad things about the man that attacked me, they put, they arrested me. My point being, uh, rich people, there's one set of justice. And you're, you'll live your life a whole lot better if you accept that the justice system isn't fair. If it's, not, if it's not Jelaine and it's not Jeffrey that that paid for these crimes, who in that chain should be paid for those crimes? Is it the attorney general? Okay, Is what about the, the lawyer? Okay, what about the lawyers who probably signed lots of NDAs and all? Alan Dershowitz? Not Alan Dershowitz. Are you saying Alan Dershowitz? I mean, no, but I mean, he was. Uh, Jeffrey was entitled to it. No, I, I met the lawyers that handled everything from the beginning, oh, you know, the all the NDAs yeah. and all. I mean, the thing is, is that the lawyers who cover up crimes don't go to jail. I mean, it's crazy, but our system is a mess. And what everybody involved in this case, instead of, I know that everybody wants to see somebody in jail, but what they should want is to change the laws so that the next time it happens, somebody will be in jail. Because right now, it's nobody's going to jail. And you can want it and feel it's the right thing, but it's not going to happen. But if you go up that chain, you know, you land up with the president of the United States probably making that decision or the attorney general at the time that was Mukasey. Like, I mean, Mukasey's not going to jail for that. Neither is right. uh, um, uh, Alex Acosta. So, you know, it, it runs out of people very easily. And you land up with a situation right. where you've normalized this horrific crime. You've now said it's OK for not you. But in general, society has said that human trafficking of these girls is just okay because rich people are going to get away with it. I don't say it's okay. I said they're not going to jail. They're not the same thing. I'm not you saying know, you're saying uh, it. I'm saying society has, okay. agreed, society okay. has okay. agreed. Has we've somehow okay. come to an agreement that it's it's there's nothing we can do. Look at the meat. Look at the Me Too movement. Mm -hmm. One victim, two victims: Bill Cosby and Harvey Weinstein. That's it. Oh, there'll be others, of course, uh, Matt Lauer, there'd be, uh, there's a lot of other people, no, they've gone to jail, but they've certainly paid the price for their careers. Uh, but there's a lot of people. Not so many, there was a couple, mm -hmm. but it, it, you think that uh, every office, okay, admittedly in Corona lockdown, every office is fine, but yeah. you think that uh, it didn't keep going on and people weren't uh, uh, treated, uh, I, I can tell you a wild story. Everything keeps sure. going on. Nothing changes, ultimately. People are people. And right. 
and maybe yes. people are more careful, but the same things still happen. Maybe to a little still less. still go on. Where, where is Jelaine now? And how is she doing? Is she on the run? Or is she safe? There's a lot of concern around her, her well-being. Well, I'm not going to say where she is. Mm. She is safe. And, you know, she's in hiding. because. But she says she's in hiding or, you know, whatever. The truth is, if the FBI wanted her, they would find her. Mm -hmm. They don't want her. Mm -hmm. Okay? I know that's crazy. It's not uh, crazy. I it, understand it. I understand why they don't want you her. You know, own, but own, um, uh, there's an immunity agreement which kind of hamstrings them. And, you know, basically, um, you know, uh, uh, she thinks at some point this will die down and maybe Corona helped it die down. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, uh, you know, look, does she stress eat sometimes? Sometimes she does stress eat Oreos, okay? Mm -hmm. But does she exercise? Does she keep herself busy? Yes. Is she okay. dating somebody again? Is she still dating? She has, believe it or not. Mm. Men like her. She's mm. a man eater. I don't mm. know. I mean, you know, she's fascinating. She's intelligent. Mm -hmm. She uh, uh, knows how to run a household. Is she still? I heard she was with this guy in Boston for a while. Um, no, no, uh, no, she's not uh, with him. Okay. Look, she's a fascinating woman. I think there's a very few people that I've encountered in my investigations where I'm like, wow, this is just a, a contradiction of person because such a such an exemplary person because of a skill set and yet also seems to have got involved with this terrible situation. Uh, but I find her incredibly fascinating and also quite a, um, part of a, a dynasty there, especially with Maxwell, her father, that changed the world. I don't think you can look at the 1980s uh, that, in that mm -hmm. incredible time that shifted the world from an era of Cold War to the era we've had since, which has been ultimately, until coronavirus and what have you, a very a positive era. Um, you can't say that that would have happened without uh, the Maxwells. The Maxwell, Robert Maxwell in particular, did front, that. They had a front row seat to history. You know, behind the scenes, they were operating as agents as well, maybe in a positive sense. That they were doing some good things in connecting people, in yes. networking people, in introducing different people to each other. That helped. That if you believe these, you know, professors and others, made their dreams come true. That you know, without yeah. without Jeffrey Epstein's money, the professor at Harvard who got that seven million dollar uh, donation would not have been able to do everything that he's been able to do scientifically. And you'd probably find examples of that in a lot of places. So, you know, you can't say all, you know, one, a person is one thing. And in this case, you certainly can't say that Jeffrey Epstein or Jelaine is just that one thing. Um, what do you think are their redeeming qualities? What do you think ultimately for Jelaine? What do you think is the redeeming part of what she's done and her contribution to, uh, to life? I think she and all the Maxwells want to leave the world a better place. Now, do, they often thought the means justifies the ends. Mm -hmm. uh, 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 the end. Um, I don't know why, but that was always their philosophy about lots of things. Um, uh, you know, I remember Christine told me that her father founded the soccer team, that he, he, you know, he, he saved family during the war. He, you know, he did all, he um, founded the uh, Paragon Press, uh, you know. Um, <clears throat> they didn't, they don't believe that somebody should be their worst moment. And I'm involved in criminal justice reform and I kind of feel the same way, mm -hmm. that you're not your worst moment. 
okay? She was fun. She was intelligent. Uh, uh, they really do work on... Uh, Isabel is always helping Israeli high-tech companies. She's always helping charities. Um, <clears throat> I mean, she invited me in the middle of this to something for immigrants that her friend was uh, involved in. Um, they really want to help people, okay? How this happened, I really believe it's because of Epstein, okay? Mm. That she got caught into this whole mess and couldn't get herself out. Mm. Look, she, he beat down her self-confidence and she didn't think anybody else would want her and she didn't think that she could do anything on her own. She did try to leave him several times mm. and he always bought her uh, her out of it you know he would give her more money or more this or more that it sounds like a, a almost like a codependent relationship but in a way that's very very difficult to get yourself out of when you're involved in so much activity where there's so much uh, you know scheming together that how do you separate that scheming because you're so caught up in it um and in fact uh, that's, it's, an that's really, it's an addiction it's an addiction it's an addiction yeah time for all this stuff to come out you know we can't keep harboring all the secrecy and and uh, arrangements and agreements with people that we can't explain people who have cooperation agreements who are stuck in situations like this we need to hear their story because it's important that people get to know why they did what they did but these secrets that have kept America uh, you know for the last 40 years I can think of endless incidents that we just don't know the truth about that we just will never find out the truth about because they've been buried by people who think America can't handle the truth. The only thing America can't handle is the lies. What America really needs ultimately is to understand what happened. We're all grown-ups. We know how to figure it out. We'll understand what happened. And we're probably... But why? Why do we need to know? Why are we entitled to know? You know, I have a strong belief that the truth will set you free ultimately and that as a society, in order to be free, we need to have a lot of truth uh, in our system. And any, any amount of covering up or creating events where we're not able to, to, to ultimately get to the truth or get to the people who might know the truth, lands up leaving people feeling like they don't have control over their lives or real freedom. And ultimately, you know, this, the great hope of America is about freedom. And, and that's why people want to move here. That's why people immigrate here. That's why ultimately I came here, is the hope that you can live life in freedom. And if you feel like stuff is being hidden, uh, manipulated, that your votes aren't really valuable, that there's um, you know, things going on behind the scenes that impact your life, like a coronavirus response that we're seeing right now, where you can't really take any action because we're just victims of whatever Donald Trump decides to do on any given day. That begins to to tear away at your, at your human spirit. Laura, I want to thank you so much. You've been fascinating. I can talk to you for hours. I hope we'll get to talk again. Uh, this has okay. been terrific. Have a great night. Support Narrative's independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative. And check out our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe and download.